Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Tuesday, August 8th, 2023, and this is episode 115 of the podcast. And today I have a returning guest who is also in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign. Last week, one of those shows featured Rick Offenberg to promote that latest G-Man campaign. Check it out. I love the comic book. I loved having him on the first time talking about it back in February. That's a fantastic Kickstarter project. Now, Rick, he's been in the comic book industry for a long time. And this time around, we touch on things that he's done and continues to do when he's not working on the next G-Man project. On the show, we joke about Rick giving us a condensed version of everything he's done. Believe me, he's done a lot of stuff. We don't even cover half of what he's done. One of the things we do talk about is Archie Comics. One of the things I don't do enough of is covering more publishers and comic books outside of the big two. I have always been a big fan of Archie Comics and wish more comic fans would sample their line. They continuously put out innovative and quality comics. Now, in the show notes, again, you'll find everything you need to know about Rick Offenberger and the Kickstarter campaign. And if you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. I hope you continue to sample the show. Please look at the show notes, follow the podcast on social media, and subscribe. I want the podcast to continue to grow, and as I said, introduce fans to a different way of discovering fantastic comic books. Now, on to today's show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Rick Offenberger back on the podcast. He's been on for two Kickstarters, one in February and one in August. Rick, tell everyone a little bit about some of the stuff you've done and who you are over the years. Again, don't take too long. This is a short form podcast. We could spend 25 minutes talking about your credentials, but please go on. Sure. I was a comic retailer. I'm a comic writer. I am a comic publisher. And um, I'm also uh, technically a comic historian because I write uh, it contribute to several books about uh, the history of comics. And Rick, like me, you've been collecting comic books for decades. Why did you never outgrow comic books like a lot of kids? I don't know that you ever have to give up your hobbies. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what your hobby is. And I think that our generation is the first one to really not decide that you needed to give up your hobbies. Um, I think that uh, the prior generations always thought you had to give up the things you love and start a family and be responsible and be grown up. But people collect sports cards now their whole lives instead of just as kids. People collect toys. People collect do models. Um, Barbie collectors are everywhere, and they even got a, a really successful movie going on. Very so, successful. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think that it's our our generation is the generation that didn't feel they had to give up their hobbies, and probably because our parents didn't push us to say, "Oh, that's too childish. You need to put that away." So you got your your uh, start in the comic book industry in 1990. How'd you break into the industry? What did you do? Well, I was a retailer and I had a comic shop and I was looking at ways to increase business. And one of the ways they said is to become an expert in your field. So I had been on the college paper, I was on the high school paper newspaper and um, I had submitted to the comic buyer's guide. I contacted them uh, back before there were 
computers. Well, I mean, they were computers, but before there was an internet. And um, I said, I want to write for you. And I covered the launch of Image Comics because I was in California and so was Image Comics and I knew Jim Valentino. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I could just spend all day going through your who's who repertoire stuff. It was very hard for me with talking points today because you just are all over the place. So you're also the editor-in-chief of First Comic News. Yes. Tell the listeners about that project and what that is and, and a little bit background on that stuff. Well, I had uh, been an uh, editor at Silver Bullet Comic Books, an online website. And when I left there, I worked for both Comic Book Resources and Newsarama at the same time, uh, primarily for Newsarama. Uh, but uh, there were different people who had different beats at uh, Newsarama. And so some of the things I wanted to do, I couldn't do because someone else had that, you know, all locked up. And so that's when I was doing the stuff for um, other websites. Um, then uh, Comic-Con uh, Pulse. Uh, their editor left. And when they left, I put together a business proposal to take over as editor-in-chief. And um, we, we got pretty far down the negotiations until we got to the compensation portion. And when we got to the compensation portion, I wasn't happy with it. And so I said, well, I have a whole business plan. I put together the whole thing on how to work it, run it, and manage it. So I just executed it myself, and that became First Comics News. How long has that been around? Um, well, technically, uh, we we started October 18th, 1998 on really? Yahoo as the list server. But um, as First Comics News, uh, that, that's that been a little less time, uh, but, but not a lot. I mean, we've been around for, for several decades. <laughs> OK, so you um, go back to my thing here. Um, you're also a big fan of Archie Comics. And you've done some I, Archie. I worked at Archie. I worked and, at Archie for a decade. And you've done some Archie-related projects, yes. Why should new fans check out Archie comic books? Well, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of the Mighty Crusaders as, as I am, they're in the digest now, every single uh, double digest in, in Archie, in Betty and Veronica, in the world of Archie, world of Betty and Veronica. They, they have a five-page story for the Mighty Crusaders as the Crusaders have joined with the kids in Riverdale, so they now cross over the two. Um, but Archie comics are fun. They're good for the whole family. They're good for kids. Uh, they're available in grocery stores. They're available at Walmart. Um, and so it's a good place to start reading comics. And if you actually are involved in Comicsology Unlimited, which is not the best platform like it used to be, all the Archie comics are available to read for free on that platform. When they come out on the store, all Archie comics are available to be read on Comicsology Unlimited. Not that I'm saying you should just use Comicsology Unlimited. You should use it as an example to sample some of the Archie comic books. Archie comics are also on Hoopla for people that are on tight budgets. That you can also read a lot of that stuff uh, there. You are a comic book historian. And I love that fact. And a contributing um, writer to the MLJ Companion with Tomorrow's Publishing. Tell a little bit about Tomorrow's and how the MLJ Companion came about. Uh, Tomorrow's is a company that publishes a lot of historical comic content. Uh, both the best. And uh, trade paperbacks. And they had done the Quality Companion about quality comics. And they wanted one about MLJ comics. And so I have a website, uh, MightyCrusaders.net, where I have cataloged and historyed everything that can possibly be found um, about the Mighty Crusaders. And so it was just a process of taking that and turning that into a book. 
Paul Castiglia um, was uh, at, at Archie doing uh, some public relations and doing uh, writing on the Archie Weird Mysteries and a few of the other comics um, when, before I was at Archie. Uh, we've been friends forever. He was one of my co-writers. Uh, John Cook uh, was the other co-writer. He was brought in to do book design and and make it look like a book. And while he was there, there were uh, several things that he knew about the Mighty Crusaders that he wanted included. Uh, what we turned in was enough for two books, but it's not enough to do as two books because we cut out all the good parts, if you know what I mean. There was just yeah. a lot of fluff. Uh, initially, we were told, well, there are only, you know, uh, the Golden Age books, there were only 217 books published. So, you know, they didn't think that we could, uh, you know, put out enough material that we would overrun the book. So we weren't given a, 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 you know, a size page count. But then when we turned it in, then we started cutting in and reducing. But we also added a few things because, um, you know, some of the things were still interesting and we didn't, they wanted a little more detail. You, we talked also. About no, go on, go on. I also contribute to the Lost Universe series of books from Gemstone Publishing. What's that and about? We, and that's about, um, well, the, the name Lost Universe, uh, it covers several publishers that have gone out of business that where they had universes that people enjoyed and read and, and, and aren't here anymore. But then we also include books that have stopped and started, like Nexus is still being published, but I did a piece on Nexus. You know, um, Captain Canuck, I did a piece on Captain Canuck, and that's currently being published, but it did stop and start and stop and start. And so the, the term lost is not necessarily that they are gone forever, but that, you know, fans were reading them, following them, enjoying them, and then they stopped. Yeah. So what was it like working for, well, first off, tell, you and I know, but, but tell me what the CBG, the Comic Fires, was, and what was it like working for them, and how long did you work for them? I'm just curious. Um, I think I was there for about a decade. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but I was a freelancer. So, you know, I, I guess I was there till the end because I, I just stopped turning in stories at some point. But um, because when I, well, uh, I had a comic shop. And so Marvel used to put on a monthly um, Marvel meeting at the Diamond headquarters. And in addition to that, I was going to conventions. I was meeting creators. I was, uh, you know, because we would do a convention almost every weekend somewhere. And um, so they gave me a lot of stuff to write about. And the Comic Buyer's Guide was the industry newspaper, basically. It came out weekly. It came out weekly. And it was, so they needed content and it was the industry newspaper. So I would cover different things and I would write them and I would turn them in. And this is before you could actually email them in. So That's I right. would type it up, print it up, and I would go and fax it to them. Which meant that someone else had to then retype what I wrote. <laughs> You're, yeah, exactly. Yes. I, I see the point. Yes. Okay. Um, and so I, um, I did that for several years. And then when the store, uh, when the comic shop closed, I had gotten divorced. Uh, my wife uh, at the time ran off with one of my customers. And so uh, that was the end of the store. And so I thought that was really the end of, of, of writing uh, for the comic buyer's guide. Um, I did a few things here and there afterwards, but I mean, I, I didn't have a lot of inside information that was newsworthy and it had to be newsworthy for a length of time because if, you know, if I went and, and I went to like a Jim Shooter piece, 
thing he did at Mile High Comics when Mile High was out in California. And he did the seminar and I went there and I covered that. And that's newsworthy for everyone who wasn't there. You know what I mean? But um, I had less and less newsworthy stuff when I didn't have a store, when I wasn't going to retailer summits, when I wasn't uh, at a convention every weekend talking to creators about things that they were very excited about that hadn't, you know, that was coming up that hadn't come out yet. And so um, I, I then went to Yahoo and did a list server thing um, with uh, Superhero News where we just published news as I got it. But um, but uh, CBG also, uh, you know, had, had its day. Uh, as print went, so did CBG. And the Comic Virus Guide stopped eventually because it's hard to get the news, have me write it all down, type it up, fax it to them, have someone else type it up, typeset it, print it, get it out to everyone and still have it be current with the internet. So do you read mainstream comic books now? And what do you think about the comic industry in 2023? I read my mainstream comics every every day. I go to the comic store every Wednesday and buy all my favorites. Uh, most of my favorites are, are lifetime favorites. The comics that I really enjoyed as a kid, I still read now. Uh, some of them get discontinued and restarted and all that. And uh, But I enjoy mainstream comics. Uh, they certainly changed over the years, but I think that's true for everything that you do. TV's changed too, movies have changed. Um, but I, I still enjoy them. Um, when I produce my own comics and publish my own comics, they're um, a little more retro, um, you know, a little more in the vein of what I enjoyed, um, you know, in the Bronze Age and in the 90s. Um, but um, I, I, there are certain things that are just really tremendous that come out these days that I enjoy. I really enjoyed the Pitiful Human Lizard. Really? Which had okay. uh, le less action and more day-to-day -day pitifulness. <laughs> so what comics, past or present, that you think should get a little more attention that people should be out there sampling? Well, I think the Nightwing is tremendous from D.C., Right I now, think, I think yeah, the whole Dawn of DC, I'm actually very impressed with what they're doing at the Dawn, Dawn of DC. There's a lot of good stuff right now. And you're right, the yeah. new Nightwing is really good. I agree with you. The Nightwing is really a good book. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's uh, probably not, you know, it doesn't have the same name cachet that Batman does. But uh, it, it is probably one of the, the best. I mean, the art's always good. The story's always strong. It, it's always a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of the X-Men. So that you never can go wrong with the X-Men. I've been reading the X-Men uh, since they were new. Um, don't have a lot of, you know, the reprint stuff. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, I was there when John Byrne started. And I've been, a, a, you know, a fan. Another for, uh, person that people need to know about is John Byrne. We could talk about John Byrne all day long. Yes, we could. It, it, that's, that is the sad part about uh, comics, too, is that everyone has kind of a recency bias. They, they love what they're reading now and, and, you know, but what came before them, there's less of. Now, I think both DC and Marvel do a good job of putting together trade collections of uh, older creators, but I think that um, it's hard to compare. Well, and, and every, every comic book is great when you read them in the context of the times. There's great golden age, there's great silver age stories, there's great bronze age stories. You just have to read them in the context of the times. You know, there's great stuff out there. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. There, there is there in every era, there is wonderful, wonderful comics. And then there's a whole lot of stuff that's not so wonderful. 
Exactly. Even today. <laughs> Even today. We could talk all day, but this is, again, a short-form podcast. Once again, you get final words, Rick. Well, I really appreciate uh, having you have me on the podcast. I do have a Kickstarter launching on the first uh, for uh, G-Man Comics. You can go to our website, g-man-comics.com, and you can see everything about our publishing, and there'll also be a link to the Kickstarter. Um, so I hope you join me there, and I'd love to talk to you again sometime. Rick Offenberger, man of many talents, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.